You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Shining, sharpshooting Sherlocks, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 89, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your formidable formation of four, foraging for formulas and for four loco. Ooh. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. That was good. The the good four loco, right? The The vintage stuff. The vintage (laughs) stuff. And I just have a quick special shout out to Julie, and uh, she wanted me to say hello to Ryan, Aaron, Allison, Becky, Teddy, Lee, Elena, Jonathan, and Matthew. So, hi, you guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, guys. Julie actually went to the same school as I did back in Taiwan, so I was like, oh, what a coincidence. Let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And I have a random card, Trivial Pursuit card from the box, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Blue Wedge for Geography. Oh, name two <laughs> of the four U.S. states that are actually commonwealths. Oh. How do you go? Chris. <laughs> Massachusetts is a commonwealth. Yes. Correct. And I believe Virginia is as well. Correct. Oh. What are the others? That's all I know. Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and ah. Virginia. Ah. Okay. That's right. a good that's a good trivia one. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Like what's a I this I've looked this up so many times. Yeah. So many times. It, it has something to do with laws and how the how how the government <laughs> how, how the government is structured. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay so I'm, I'm embarrassed I can't remember. Nice and vague. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very hand wavy. Uh another list question, pink wedge for pop culture. Name four of the seven Von Trapp children <laughs> in the sound of music. Oh, <laughs> All right, well, Weasel. Everybody knows Weasel. Correct. Okay. Um, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's two boys. The Beef. Oh, man. Cindy. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, 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 I don't know. I Franz. Do know. Hans. Something like that. All right, wait, wait, okay. So, I'm making up German you're names. Just, <laughs> yeah, you're just guessing. Oh, man. Swiss the names. Austrian. All right, what are, are they? they? They're Austrian. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Can't even agree on the country. Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, they are <laughs> Liesel, Friedrich, Luisa, Kurt, Brigitta, Marta, and the little one, Gretel. Oh, oh, okay. Gretel. Okay. Jeez. Wow. Duncan. That all know. sounds right. Wow. Yeah. All, right, all right, sure. It was a one for seven out of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Some things you just know or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Yellow Wedge. Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore were roommates at what university? Chris. Yale University. Incorrect. What? Is it- what is Harvard? Uh, you know, going to do what is, but okay, okay. Harvard. Harvard. I, when you said Tommy Lee Jones, I just thought Tommy Lee. I was like Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Purple Wedge. Bill Gates bought whose notebook for more than thirty million dollars in 1994? Dana. Leonardo da Vinci. Correct. Yes. And it's said here it's written in reverse lettering, commonly called mirror writing, which we talked about before. I think we did. Fine. Hmm. Uh, green wedge for science. What is the sole component of ozone? Oh, we the have talked about this. Component of ozone. Chris. Oxygen. Correct. Okay. Mm. All right. Orange wedge. Oh, a sports question. Finally. <laughs> Pete Rose was banned for life from Major League Baseball for what? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, generally for gambling. 
yes, yes. for betting, betting on, on baseball, and mm-hmm. in, in, in particular for betting on baseball while he was uh, in the league. So yes. is yeah. it okay if he gambled in other sports? Or you know, yeah, I mean, it's you could he would probably be in the Hall of Fame if he if he had just gambled on other sports. But you can't bet on the sport that you are playing. Conflict of interest, yeah, to say the least. A, a touch, yeah. to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and then he lied about it too. Oh, he, uh-oh. yeah, he's like, no, I didn't. He denied it for yeah, right. He, oh. he eventually came clean. Mr. Rose. Good job, Brains. Uh, so this morning, I I do this a lot, I guess, like when we record. I ran a half marathon today, uh, <laughs> and it was it was awesome because I got my best time. Oh. oh. But before I, I came over here to Colin's place to record, I spent <laughs> half an hour trying to pop all the blisters from my feet. Oh. And, that, that's great. And wow. That's, okay. that's something when you exercise a lot. <laughs> if you're on your feet a lot, you get blisters. And I had like crazy blisters that were growing on top of each other. Anyways, it was very complicated. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> which ties in to neatly to, uh, ties well, in neatly, neatly to what? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I brought it up because, uh, for this episode, we decided to talk about feet. <laughs> So, enjoy. so if you're not grossed out yet, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. So this week, get on your feet. All right, I'll start us off here uh, with a quiz I'm going to call Foot Facts with an exclamation point. Foot Facts. I've noticed yeah. that a lot of my quizzes have exclamation points in the titles. Oh, it's good. It means yeah. they're excited. <laughs> so, uh, I almost did the same thing. I was doing something called Sock Facts, but then I, uh, I no. didn't do it. I thought better of it. Sock Secrets. <laughs> Sock Secrets. Uh, so newsflash for you guys. <laughs> we have ten toes. Basketball players tend to have big feet. I don't know if you guys knew this. Okay. Oh, they, yeah. They tend to have big feet. So, I, so I've heard. Yeah. So uh, let's start it off here with a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Logging in at a whopping size 23 Yeesh. American okay. sizing. Uh-huh. Tell me what NBA superstar wore the biggest shoes in league history. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. Karen. I believe this is Shaquille O'Neal. It is right. Shaquille uh-huh. O'Neal. His shoe size is 23 E E E. Yes. Ah. Triple E's mean super wide. Yes. Like that the right. letters. It is wide. big and wide. I did some. I tried to find some conversion to European sizing. I know we have a lot of European listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it is literally off the charts on every chart I found. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I did some of uh, my own conversions here. Uh, I believe that converts to a uh, size fifty six European sizing. So Whoa. there you go. Yeah. Big big feet. Yeah. So this is interesting. He actually uh, started the league. He wore size twenty twos apparently, which there were some several other players had size twenty two. There are mm-hmm. five at least. And then as he had some foot and toe injuries over the course of his career, uh, he went up a size and moved up to size 23. Huh. And can go online and find pictures of his shoes next to normal human objects. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's just comical. Like, a picture of his shoe next to a laptop. Or you know, he gave one to President Obama. And uh, Obama put it up next to his foot. It just, it is comical. He could probably wear the shoe with, with oh, the yeah. shoe. Oh, like, yeah. Wear like shoe. a snow boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put some suspenders on it. You got some snow boots. Right. So, Karen, you recently brought up the question for us. What is the official name of the eye chart, you know, the, that we oh, see? Yeah. And uh, it was... Do you guys still know? Dr. Seymour Letters. No. <laughs> <laughs> Snelling? Snellen. 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 Snell
<laughs> You're gonna write that for real on pub quiz one day. We're gonna be. We did. One day. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. It. That was we the one it. time we ever wrote a joke. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh no. We, no. We, no. We erased it. We don't do oh, joke things. Oh, we put. I think we put like Bosch and Loam or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. tried it's to make guess. a real guess. Yeah. In a related vein, I have a question about another industry standard. When you go to the shoe store, oh, what is the crap. official name of the little metal device with the sliders that uh, you put your feet on to tell you what size and width shoe you should wear? It is a patented device. It has oh, a very yeah, specific God. name. We had huh. this, too. Yes, we, had this we have definitely had this. Oh, man. <laughs> Dr. Seymour Toes. <laughs> uh, it is a Brannock yes. device. Really? A Brannock device huh. named after its inventor, uh-huh. Charles Brannock of Syracuse, New York. Mm. Brannock? Uh, like- Brannock. Yeah, B-R-A-N-N-O-C-K. Okay. A Brannock device. He, he patented it uh, when he was 23 years old in 1926. Oh. His father was in the shoe business, so okay. it wasn't totally out of left field for him to be interested in feet uh but yeah it's just it's one of those devices that came along at just the right time and yeah. it was patented and became an absolute industry standard and you go into a shoe store today and it's still the brannock device if you were to go to a doctor and ask for stiletto surgery what type of procedure would you be asking for in- stiletto surgery stiletto surgery this is a uh, a common name not a technical name oh okay and and I'll give you a little hint. By and large, the people who go for this uh, are, female. are female, yes. Oh, okay. I think I know. Karen. Is it bunion surgery? Uh, it, it, it at its most mild could include things like that, Chris. It, it is um, foot narrowing. At its most extreme, stiletto surgery is toe shortening or toe mm. removal. Toe Whoa. removal. So you can fit into tight shoes right. better. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like cin- Cinderella. It is. To me, it is crazy. Well, with the women, more anesthetic. The women who get it swear that it's necessary. Uh, very broadly, it's it's any of a, of a few procedures basically to, to make your feet fit better into tight shoes. Hmm. So at its most extreme, it can include removal of the pinky toe, which is the absolute most extreme. It can also have shortening. I guess, you know, shortening mm-hmm. of the second toe to okay. make it oh, yeah. as shorter than the big toe okay, is a little right. more common where they will literally remove part of the bone and yeah. shorten your toe. <laughs> Mammy's little baby love shortening <laughs> toes. <laughs> yeah. It can also include uh, collagen injection into the balls of your feet. It's oh, like having little, little built-in okay. soles. Yeah. You know, Air apparently Max. this is a rising trend among women who uh, absolutely need to wear their tight-fitting shoes. Do you know how how tall the shoes should be? Like what a foot doctor would say. If you had to wear heels, what's the highest... I don't know. I don't Pla- know. Platform or no platform? Uh, heels. So like net. first heel. So net. Yeah. Net. Is it like one Height. inch, two inch, three inch, four inch? Three and a half. I'm going to guess two. It's two. Oh, they say man. don't go above yeah. two. Don't go above two. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, again, not not all doctors will perform these uh, procedures. Oh, yeah, right, uh, yeah. In fact, my, my favorite quote here comes from Dr. David Levine. I don't have anything inherently against cosmetic surgery. I, I have no problem if someone wants to change their nose or their boobs. But you don't walk on your boobs. <laughs> and it, yep. Indeed. 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 Mm-hmm. You can. You can slide around. Maybe. Wow. So this counts as cosmetic. It's, oh, yeah. There's yeah. no You can't have some of these procedures for medically necessary conditions. But yeah. to call it under the, the, the blanket term of stiletto surgery, yeah, we're talking about for cosmetic reasons. Huh. True or false? <laughs> Humans have evolved to the point where the pinky toe no longer serves a purpose. Ooh, uh, true. Chris says true. 
I use mine, so I don't well, you know. Think you use it to no. pick up stuff. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I don't use it or to, or to kick stuff. To kick stuff. To climb you trees. Know. To grasp objects. You don't know. <laughs> that is false. What? Uh, we we do still use the pinky toe, uh, but for balance primarily. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. if you sort of imagine, yeah, you've got like a three points. You got your heel, the first knuckle of your big toe, and the the first outer knuckle of your pinky toe are really sort of the base of balance when you're on your feet. Now. That said, most foot experts say that, yeah, if you lost your pinky toe or if you happen to be born without one, you get along just fine in the modern world. Because that's the number one spot on your foot when you, when you accidentally kick something. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, okay. It's seen some stuff. It's been broken so many times. <laughs> yeah. like, like, there's that one second where you realize, like, oh, I just hit oh, my pinky toe. Oh, because it's the furthest thing from your brain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it takes that to it's like a dinosaur. It's just working its way up there. <laughs> and then the and it's got to go uphill. Hits. Yeah. Yep. 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 Hits and you're like, oh. <laughs> Such a disproportionate amount of pain for the size yeah. of your anatomy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So, so talking about the pinky toe, why do we call it the pinky toe? Where does it, and I'll give you a little bit of a connection here. It comes from pinky finger. Okay. It's named yeah. the pinky well, toe after the pinky finger. But okay. why do we call it the pinky, the pinky finger? finger. Well, oh, what like, is it? What does that the mean? Where, yeah. Where does that word come from? Huh. This one blew my That's mind. Cute. Blew my mind. Wow. Okay, oh, we're not well, going to guess it, going... apparently. I want to hear your guesses, though. Well, this is the does that have something to do with the color pink? Uh, it does not. Oh. Okay. Pinkerton. We get the word pinky uh, ultimately from Dutch, but via Scottish English. And going way back, it really is just a root. just means little. So like oh. pink just meant little, and pinky with a J was kind of a diminutive form, meaning little finger. Mm. So now this is where it gets interesting. This So it came into, as I say, into Scottish English, and then it seems like we picked it up from there. And for a long time, just pinky meant anything tiny, like of like a dirt or a little pebble or a hole, a tiny little hole in the wall could be like a, a pinky in 17th, like 17th 18th or, century. Yeah. Huh. yeah like in a, English? In Scottish English in, in Scottish particular. English, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the little pinky. In fact, today in modern Dutch, pinky is Littlefinger. Hmm. So now this is interesting. So you guys know... Uh, Game of Thrones? This is related. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, that'd be oh. great. Pink eye. Pink eye does not have to do with the fact that your eye turns pink when you get pink eye, which I always assumed. In Old Dutch, they believe that the the expression pink ogen, as I said, pink meant small, yeah. meant half-closed eyes, or literally <gasps> oh. small eyes. That if you've got a pink eye, you can't open it. So pink yeah. eye meant small eye, and we took both the word and the meaning. So that's how pink eye and pinky oh. are related. That's like wow. an almost acorn. Yeah, it yeah. is an almost acorn. It makes sense. Wow. I love hmm. that. That's my anatomical etymology of the week. And that's Foot Facts. Yay! Hey. Deserving of the exclamation point, to be sure. Growing up, your parents would, would tell you reasons for stuff. You're kind of doubting it. You don't know if it's a fact, but it's believed to be a fact. Mm-hmm. So, for example, growing up, my dad used to tell me that, I don't know if you guys have this, but in your inner forearm, mm-hmm. an inch and a half from your crease of your elbow <laughs> okay. towards your hand, some people have a very light crease. Oh, I do. You have it? I think I do. Is that it right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it. I have no crease. Yeah. So I have it on on both arms. And growing up, 
my dad always said, oh, this is a genetic thing. It means you're, you're, you're Han Chinese, which is a ethnic group. It's like, oh, Han Chinese people have this line. I have I it on like, my other arm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I don't really believe that only <laughs> yeah. this type of people have it. Obviously, we're just proven around the table that obviously, it. yeah. yeah. I, can, I can verify that Chris and I are not Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And another weird body growth or or oddity that my dad would tell me that is a, a means that I'm Han Chinese is I assumed everybody had it on oh. your pinky toe yeah yeah and your toenail yeah some people like me yeah. have an extra toenail in the corner what what wow what? I thought everybody had it so you have your normal pinky toenail yes and in the very corner you have like another little circle. Um, that's like a toenail, like growth. overlap, like a fish scale. No, it's just like on the side. Huh. And no. it's, it's kind of by itself. No, but what? it's there. Okay. No, nope. not me. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's sometimes called the split pinky toe. The, the official name of this is called the accessory nail of the fifth toe. <laughs> <laughs> accessory <laughs> nail. Accessory nail. It sounds like an upsell. Now, now, can I interest you in the accessory nail? It, no, it does look like, because you have your normal pinky toe and it's like <laughs> this little toenail in the corner. It is a physical trait of the small toe. And it's one of the very famous kind of uh, legends is that oh, all Han Chinese people have them. And there are some myths uh, or some origin stories that are not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably just legend or urban legend. They're all kind of gruesome and violent, so I'm not going to share, share with these. There, <laughs> there are a couple of them. They're all like, yeah. And then I was digging deeper. There are other cultures claiming that that's a, a definitive trait of mm-hmm. their culture. Mm-hmm. Like the elbow crease in Celtic culture, they're like, oh, that's that means you're pure Celtic. So a lot of cultures <laughs> actually have this trait too. So okay. I just want to share with you these two body oddities. The accessory nail of the fifth toe. So, <laughs> so you does your whole family have that? I like never asked. I don't know. In terms of size, eh, I'm gonna see. It's it. pretty small. Show us your toe. Because I'm missing a lot of my toenails. Yeah, I want to see. Let's, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's 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 feet it's, it's immediately like, post marathon. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, we should put a picture of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a a weird pinky toe thing. Oh, I have another body oddity. Actually, I have two holes on the upper part of my left ear where it's connected to my head where your ear is connected to your head no and it's not a piercing termite do they look like piercings it's a hole how far does it go like a centimeter or like almost a centimeter holy cow yeah i have another one up here too weird and i i looked that up that is not one of those han chinese (laughs) it's just it's just a deformity that a lot of people have too if you're listening and you're like hey wait a minute i have holes on my ears not piercings it looks like piercings but yeah you're in good company because i have them too Okay, so I'm going to talk about weird feet, too. Well, sorry. Well, nice value judgment there, <laughs> Tana. <laughs> In my head, there was no value judgment. And out loud, I was like, I felt like on Karen's face. I was like, wait a minute. Special. Special. Beautiful. Perfect. Just the way you are. <laughs> yes, right. You are beautiful. A weird alien kind of beautiful. <laughs> Why is a mile 5,280 feet? Oh, those kind of feet. Oh. Yeah. It's one of those just like I don't that. Know. It, that like yeah. they change the, they change the standard like a hundred times over a thousand years. One of those yeah. things, right? So a mile originally came from Roman. There was it was a mile passum, which is a thousand paces, 
and one pace is five feet. So that equaled about 4,850 modern feet, which is still not 5,280. Right. Like, where did that come from? So in 1592, the British Parliament decided that they would standardize it because, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was inexact. It was hard to say what a mile was. Ish. Were, yeah. Ish. Ish. <laughs> so they were like, all right, we'll, we'll make them furlongs. It is eight furlongs. Do you know how long a furlong is? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, the like, looks in your faces. Furlong is, furlong. furlong is a d- distance. One eighth of a mile. I've, I've read it's something to it's, do with. It's the length of the furrow a team of oxen could plow in a day. So it's eight, eight days of oxen plowing is <laughs> one mile. Oh man, it makes, sure, yeah, sure. really simplifying things. <laughs> And if you don't have your own team of yeah. oxen, then right. Oh, and, if you're one, out. And, if, and if one of the oxen <laughs> is sick, then yeah. yeah. Oh. Let's, on average, on average, <laughs> like let's, so, it's about six hundred and sixty feet times eight is five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. Oh my oh, god! So it's like even it's not even a week of oxen plowing. It's eight days. Of <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it didn't make Old it. Old timey people, <laughs> get your act together. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I grew up with the metric system. Uh, what is actually a, a foot? Why is it a foot? It comes from like feet, like the your length of your feet, foot. like a ridge, like going yeah, way back. People would measure yeah. things out in paces. Yeah, right? they would measure yeah. things, and it was just uh, yeah. Oh, it is about like yeah. twelve inches. See? Yeah, a pace was five Roman feet, but that's shorter than our modern foot. So then, where did inches come from? Inch is one of those things where I think it was defined relatively. It was like, oh, it's a twelfth of a foot. Uh, I've also seen stuff where it's like an inch was three barley corns. You know, so like you would, it was like you would put three barley corns together because everyone has barley corns naturally. Yeah. Right. yeah. And like that was an inch and it's all very arbitrary. Yeah. Old timey uh, farmer people were like scientists that could, I don't know why they didn't go to the moon sooner. They knew all the answers for everything. Sing. Like, oh my God. They were on top of it, but it doesn't make any sense anymore. But now we just use it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been said. Five tomatoes. Is yes. What? Five that's our that's our mnemonic. The mnemonic. Oh yeah, feet in a mile. Five yep. two eight zero. Oh. Yep, mm-hmm. five tomatoes. So when I think of feet, obviously, I think of <laughs> oh, no. Santa Claus. This is uh, timely to this. If you're listening to this episode just as it's coming out, uh, early December, December fifth is Saint Nicholas's Eve in Benelux, mm. uh, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, and in some other parts of Germany and some other parts of some other Wait, what, European countries. What is it's the it's That's the celebration of Sinterklaas, the Santa Claus esque figure character Ho- from which character. American Santa Claus comes from. Yeah, Got it. but they celebrate it around Saint Nicholas's Eve because, of course, Sinterklaas came from Saint Nicholas, which came from you know Saint Nicholas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, who apparently was a real person, as far as anybody knows. What they do, some European countries around this time, is kids will be putting out. Originally, it was their shoes, but now, much much like we have Christmas stockings, it's wooden clogs that are, like, for this purpose. Put them by the fireplace, and you fill them with straw or sugar cubes or carrots for St. Nic- <laughs> Nicholas's Cause horse. Because he, he's a horse. Okay. For his horse. Oh, for his horse. <laughs> oh, I was put kidding. Out, I didn't know. Okay. Well, like, well, you know, kids put out the, the, the treats for the reindeer and stuff <laughs> like that, too. He pauses, so it's like, for, and for? I was like, is it for the kids? Because that's really weird. <laughs> no, it's for his horse. <laughs> for his horse. Okay. So, it's shoes by the mm. fireplace. Now, how did all of this actually happen? Well, 
we know that there probably was a guy named St. Nicholas, historically. In general, the stories that are passed down about him is that he was very generous. Now, the more specific story, which, you know, it's probably apocryphal, but the the big tale is that there were three girls um, that were going to be sold into slavery, basically. Whoa. Because their dad didn't have enough money to support them, and he didn't have a dowry, so if anybody were to marry them, they didn't, you know, he needed money, basically, or else the, they were going to have to go away. So St. Nicholas gave them money, but then, you know, the story is that he came around late at night to give it anonymously to them, mm. okay. and just threw the money in the window, where it landed in their stockings, which were hung by the chimney because they were drying. That's, that's what oh. the legend Okay, That's what wow. the legend says, basically. These countries were, were Christianized at some point in the, you know, this we're talking about early, early, when the years had three digits in them kind of stuff. Why did St. Nicholas, of all people, become this popular figure? <laughs> Theory is that the tales of St. Nicholas and his sort of wintertime generosity, whatever it was, got blended in with the tales of the Norse god Odin, oh. who has a long beard and rides a horse and is closely associated with Yule, pre-Christian winter celebration. Got it. Mm-hmm. Right. So eventually, some at some point down the line, it becomes, you know, Sinterklaas. Also, this was really interesting. At some point, these tales might have gotten uh, blended together with La Befana, an Italian witch who puts gifts in the stockings of kids in Italy. And that she might have come from the Roman goddess Strenua. Huh. Christmas presents in Italy are known as strena. Ah. Like, that's the word for it. So, like, the Roman goddess might have turned into the witch. And La Befana probably comes from um, Le- Lepifana or Epiphany, ah. which is a certain holiday early in January, which is when a lot of Christmas stuff used to be celebrated. So it's like myths and tales and figures all just getting blended like together, like mashup. going culture to culture. Yes. Yep. Yep. And now eventually at some point we go from shoes to stockings somehow. This was always kind of weird to me, the stockings, because like, you know, you'd, you'd read about, you know, Twas the Night Before Christmas when they talk about the, which is actually titled, excuse me, it's titled A Visit from St. Nicholas. It's yes. not titled Twas the Night Before Christmas. You read about Santa gives the gifts to the kids, but he just fills up their stockings and like that's where all your presents go. Right. But when like I was a kid, like you couldn't fit all the presents into the stocking. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can't fit He-Man action figures into the yeah. stocking. Yeah. So like, you had presents under the my tree. My Super right? Nintendo. Yeah. Well, so, my big old sock. You know, go on. In my family, like the stockings were kind like the appetizers, you know, they're really did. little yeah. trinkets and candies and things like that. You started with the stockings, yeah. Um, but there was a, a back and forth uh, about, you know, do we put presents under the tree or do we put them in the stockings? There's actually the visit from St. Nicholas poem is credited with popularizing the idea of hanging Christmas stockings. Got it, of um, okay, this is always one of my favorite parts of any Good Job Brain episode that I can squeeze this into. <sighs> All right. It is a recitation of a New York Times article <laughs> from December 26th, 1883. And it seems like more of an editorial than a news story. <laughs> okay. okay. It is a significant fact that comparatively few Christmas trees were exposed for sale this year. There is a very evident decrease in the demand for them, and this is unquestionably due to the revival of the Christmas stocking. The stocking was for so many years so closely associated with Christmas that Christmas without stockings seemed inappropriately and insufficiently celebrated. The German Christmas tree, a rootless and lifeless corpse, (laughs) was never worthy of the day. (laughs) 
it continues. I think this is yeah, an editorial problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the days of the unobtrusive white stocking, no one could pretend that the stocking itself was a graceful or attractive object when hanging limp and empty from the foot of the bedstead. <laughs> now, however, since the adoption of decorated stockings, that article of dress has become a medium for the display of color and design. <laughs> then he goes on, the anonymous writer of this random piece that's anonymous. stuck in the New York Times. Yeah, there's no there's Editorial. no name attached. What was needed to bring about the revival of the Christmas stocking was the invention of a variety of stocking especially designed for the reception of Christmas gifts. This want has been met by the invention of the Smith Christmas stocking. <laughs> this is an advertisement. It's, it is. Yeah. That's what I realized as I'm reading through this yeah. thing. Advertorial. So people like people quote this article because you can find this in the New York Times webpage, and I see a lot of people referring back to this article. But as I read this, I realized <laughs> this was like an advertising article, probably like provided for free to the New York Times. That's probably what this was. Yeah, and so thus casting a whole lot of. Um, uh, doubt on whether or not the stocking really was making a roaring comeback or whether he was trying to get it to make a roaring <laughs> comeback wherever this was but i will read you the final paragraph because it is a uh it is a delight the christmas tree dropping melted wax upon the carpet filling all nervous people with a dread of fire remember remember <laughs> yeah, it was candles candles <laughs> banishing the juvenile delight of opening the well-filled stocking in the dim morning light and <laughs> diffusing the poison of rationalism thinly disguised as the perfume of hemlock <laughs> should have no place in our beloved land. <laughs> it has had its day, and the glorious reaction in favor of the sacred stocking will sweep it away forever. <laughs> this so, person is on a mission. I feel like he did, he's missing the essence of America. Like, we have both. We'll take both yeah, of them. We're all, in, yeah. all of it. Yeah. That's we it. We're an and country. We want all of the everything. This yep. is not an A or. full stocking yeah. and yeah. presents under the tree. Yeah. Thank you very it's much. It's like your complete breakfast. You have the cereal and the orange juice and the bagel and right. the and toast. toast. Yeah. And the eggs and the bacon. <laughs> Part of a complete Christmas. Yeah. yeah. All of it. Yeah, so anyway, I have no idea why we hang up stockings at Christmas. <laughs> nobody, no. can, nobody can figure it out. It's such an old tradition. It just goes back and back and back. And then it's just sort of like, well, I guess we tell this story about St. Nicholas, but it's like, you made that up. Yep. All right, let's take a quick ad break. A word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. You're listening to Good Job, Right? And this week we're talking about feet. <laughs> <laughs> what? So speaking of feet... I want to talk about some people who make their business using their feet. Uh, it is the heart, <laughs> it is the heart of football season. Oh. It's right there in the name, the foot in football. 
And, uh, you know, it sounds like American a Cole Carter song. Yes, American football. You put the foot in football. <laughs> it all comes back to advertising. <laughs> yes, in particular, I'm talking about American football. Uh, we're in the heart of football season, NFL season right now. And, you know, the beauty uh, of football, if you're a football fan, is that it, part of the beauty is that it's an all weather game. You know, it's you by and large, you play in open air stadiums and you play if it's sunny, if it's rainy, if it's windy, foggy, snow, you know, unless it's just outright hazardous and dangerous, uh, you play and you I play feel like on. They shouldn't play in some of those weather conditions. That's, I don't know. It's just how it's always been. It's you an outdoor game. They're you know, smashing each other's heads. And yeah. Yeah. You're tough guys. And they can take a little snow. Okay. Well, and you know, I mean, and a lot of the teams in, in cold weather environments in particular look at it as an advantage. Yeah. They're like, you know, we're used to it. And, oh, sure. you know, if you're yep. coming from Miami or San Diego, you may not be as used to it as we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, uh, at the time that we're recording here, it's a Sunday. And tonight in the NFL, the Denver Broncos are going to be playing the New England Patriots in New England uh, in Foxborough Stadium. Now, this is a nighttime game. This is in Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, mm-hmm. which is cold. further north than where you grew up. Chris, oh, yeah. And I yeah. think you can attest it, it's going to be cold there. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Uh, it's a 8.30 kickoff. Oh. It's expected to be 21 degrees with yeah. a 20 mile an hour winds. <laughs> with the wind chill factor, it should feel like 4 degrees on the oh. field. Oh. A balmy Wait, Fahrenheit. Four yes. 4 degrees yes. Fahrenheit. Yes. It's really At cold. kickoff. It's really, really cold. Yeah. I, w- I want you guys to imagine you're there on the field. It's okay. 4 degrees. Okay. It, it, it may be snowing, maybe windy, <laughs> you know, but you're out there to play. All right. I want to leave. And I want you to <laughs> imagine <laughs> taking off your shoes, what? taking off your sock, no. uh-huh. and kicking a football oh. as hard as you can. What? Oh my god. You, I wouldn't want no. to do that. It sounds not... really unpleasant. They used yeah. to do this, didn't they? They used to do that. They uh, used to have barefoot kickers right, in the NFL. Right, right, Wait, yep. why? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. um, I, so I want to talk about not just football players, but the kickers in particular. Okay. You know what I mean? Because even yeah. though there's the foot in football, most of the players on the field actually never touch the ball with their foot. It's really just the run. kickers. Yeah. They do a lot of run and throwing and catching, but these days you you don't kick the ball unless you're a kicker. So let's back up a second here. So in, in football, modern football, there's three kinds of kicking. There's punting. There's mm-hmm. field goals, you know, mm-hmm. where you kick it through the bars for the points, and then there's kickoff. You know, you start the game. Let's kick this off. We, that's where that saying comes from. Wow. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Trivia. <laughs> uh, and yeah, these days it's really specialized. Like on a team, you'll have dedicated punters, oh, wow. dedicated field goal kickers, dedicated kickoff mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it's yeah. really hyper-specialized. I mean, in the old days, though, it was just whoever the best athlete was on your team would typically be the kicker, <laughs> you know? And it, it makes sense. They're just, yeah. hey, let him kick. He's, he's the best at it. So there have been two major changes over over the years in football kicking. Mm-hmm. There have been a change in style from straight on kicking to soccer style kicking. Okay. And there's been a <laughs> experimenting with barefoot kicking. So, so let's talk about the style first, because okay, that's sort of yeah. that's sort of the, uh, the the less sexy change, uh, or the less the less comical, if you will. Less less naked body yeah. parts. Yeah. yeah. For years and years and years, you would you the way you would kick a football is you run straight at it mm-hmm. and you kick it off the end of your foot, like uh-huh. where your toes, right? You know, okay. yeah. so sure, straightforward. Sure. But around the 1970s in the NFL, they started to have an influx of mainly European players kicking more soccer style. Mm. They grew up playing soccer, so you come from the side, mm-hmm. and instead of kicking off the end of your foot inside you of kick your off foot. the instep yep. yeah ex- or the, the inside of your foot yeah it's more rigid it's it's yeah more surface area more surface area exactly more control and it was kind of a novelty at first it was like oh the soccer style oh it's a european thing um 
yeah, it was. It seemed exotic, but you know, it's it's pro sports, so like anything, if it's successful, you copy it. Yep. And the the soccer style players were generally more consistent, could uh, kick longer distances more consistently, to the point that that these days every player kicks soccer style. Oh. Like there's no there's no longer even a distinction. So that sort of was a shift that happened uh, and was very complete. The other one that fascinates me though is the barefoot kicking. It seems like all right, I'm gonna kick something as hard as I can. I want to have some protection. I want to have a boot on there, you know? But <laughs> sure enough, there was another fad. It started at the end of the 70s. Uh, Tony Franklin of the Philadelphia Eagles was the first uh, barefoot kicker uh, in the NFL. Uh, kicked the first barefoot field goal in 1979. And part of the reason that it started a trend is because he was a really good kicker. At one time, he uh, had kicked the longest field goal in collegiate history. Mm-hmm. Barefoot. barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. Right. Oh, okay, so again, um, if it seems to be working for somebody. If yeah. it seems to be it, working, yeah, people yeah. will copy it. I'm old enough that I can remember watching football as a kid. It was not uncommon to see a barefoot kicker. It was just huh. like, oh, they're you know a little uncommon, but that was how they do it. I assume when you say barefoot, they're not wearing anything. No, like on their feet. No sock, no shoes. No, just though- just the kicking okay. foot. So okay. it, it looks even weirder. I mean, you can find many pictures of but this. But they still so. have to run, so they're running Well, so that's the thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people say, like, yeah, it's not just that you're kicking this ball barefoot, but that you don't have a cleat on it, and you're, yeah. taking, you're taking at least one step on that foot in your approach to the ball. In my mind, it seems like you're at a disadvantage, too. It kind of peaked in the 1980s, mm-hmm. uh, and then it sort of faded away from there huh. uh, to this point where there hasn't been a barefoot kicker in over 10 years in the NFL. Oh, but you still can so- if you want to. You can if you want to. You are allowed to. Uh, hmm. There's no rule. So here's what's one of the funny there's rules. There's no rule that says a dog can't play football. <laughs> there was a rule, an NFL rule, that players had to have two socks. Oh. Okay. Can you guess what he did? He put them both on the, the same he, No, he, he cut off the bottom of the sock. So it was just like oh, a okay. tube. It was, I like my <laughs> it was idea basically better. like a little <laughs> like a sweatband. And he would just yep. pull it up to his calf, you know, just huh. to sort of yeah. get around the letter of the rule of having two socks. <laughs> like it's on my foot. Was he a side kicker? Uh, yes. Yeah, he okay. was. Yeah. Because I can imagine kicking straight on with your toe is a mistake. Uh, yeah. Like that would hurt. Yeah. You, yeah especially if you don't toes. have a special boot or anything to yeah. protect it. I mean, and you would ask the barefoot kickers, like, well, and again, I mean, cold weather, windy weather, you know, you get out there and do it. And they say, yeah, it, it really stings. Because remember, <laughs> in cold weather, the ball gets really hard. You know, yeah. like imagine a football that, you know, and they'll try and warm it up and, and make it flexible. But still, I believe, and most people kind of believe, it's just if you're more comfortable doing it, you're going to be more successful at it. Yeah. Although they do pay you well for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's worth it. It might be worth it. it. Yeah. In NFL culture, the kickers are kind of generally in the bottom of the totem pole in terms of Aww. respect. Uh-huh. They're generally paid the least, but they score the most points. My kicker on my fantasy team is is treating me really well. So. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, kicker. Yeah, they're consistent. Or that one kicker. I don't even know his name. Matt, is Matt Prater? Prater? Is, Prater? Is he someone? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. on my... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He gets me points. You don't even play very well. It's you the, just yeah. randomly pick out it's people the number and see how you do. <laughs> the top 25 scoring players oh. in NFL history are all kickers. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that it makes, sucks. It makes sense Why? if you think about it. Because if, if they're treated, I mean, no. like you said, bottom of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's because generally they don't have to get tackled, which yeah, is yeah. why. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, it hurt my foot. I'm like, <laughs> right. uh, everybody else has like all this shit. Yeah, they probably live longer. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You guys are all, at one point in your life, dog owners or had mm-hmm. lived with dogs. I've never had a dog. Really? No, always cats. Oh. It's cats all the way you down. You know what? Uh, some <laughs> cats actually have this weird phenomenon, uh, mostly in dogs. It's called Frito feet. <laughs> Frito feet. feet. Frito, because... like, as in the corn chips? Yeah. Feet. It they're, sounds gross. They're feet. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say right away, like, what? one of the things I it think about delicious. with it. Another name is no. popcorn paws. What? It sounds like a skin they, issue, doesn't They it? smell salty? When you take your dog out, or if your dog's having a ball outside, mm. and they mm-hmm. come back in, mm-hmm. they smell different. Right, okay. they smell like a little bit gamier. Okay. It, it's, they smell like outside. Nothing's wrong with your dog. It just happens when your dog goes outside and usually exerts a lot of energy mm-hmm. and plays around. The thing is, dogs don't sweat. We know that, right? Dogs right. do not sweat. Right. They perspire by panting. panting, but they do perspire from their paws. Oh, and they do. I mean, they do. So they do sweat. They, they sweat out their paws. Yeah, and they do emit a light light bit of uh, perspiration through their hair follicles, which, you know, that has a chemical scent that is individual to the dog. When they're active, do conjure up some smells, just like the way we have the O. <laughs> sure. But what Frito feet refers to is most dogs, not all, but most, if you smell their paws, uh-huh. it has a very specific scent. Okay. That is different than wet dog smell, okay. smell or that is different than outside dog smell. It smells nutty, <laughs> little corny, <laughs> kind of like tortilla chips and maybe a little bit yeasty. Huh. It's called Frito feet. Like my dog's paws do smell like that. Do smell really? like popcorn or corn products. Really? It's this specific smell from their paws. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything's wrong with your dogs. It's just one of those things. It's one of those phenomenons that happen. Not all dogs have it. Some cats actually do have it too. <sighs> their paws. It's just a, a paw scent. Come all right, here, get, the, get the paw cats. Get the cat. Yeah, smell paw their, cats. Smell their paws. It <sighs> sounds weird. It doesn't necessarily smell bad. To me, it just smells like dogs are supposed to smell like. Right? Yeah, right. Their paws just a certain scent. And why their feet or their paws smell this way is because dog feet within all the folds of skin and the pads is a great place for bacteria and yeast mm-hmm. to, you know, take up residence mm-hmm. in a way. And not say that that's bad because all living beings have some sort of microbes, a bunch of microbes mm-hmm. living on them, living with them. Yeah. Your belly button's a wonderland. Yeah, remember? exactly. Yes. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Because dogs perspire through their feet and they're always on their feet and they're outside. I mean, that is a great place for microbes to live in. Some of these microbes will generate smells. And in combination with all of this chemistry going on, dogs' bodies, it just so happens the smell it gives off smells like corn products. <laughs> Interesting. And this is a phenomenon. Like a lot of dog owners will think like, oh no, something's wrong with my dog. Oh, why, does my, right. why does it smell like this? And they're like, don't worry about it. Unless it's super strong or abnormally mm-hmm. strong, then you know, maybe something's wrong, but you can just wash your dog's paws and mm-hmm. if you really don't like the smell, but Embrace so it was it. like it was like if it smells like Cool Ranch, <laughs> get him to the vet immediately. <laughs> seek seek attention immediately. Mm. Or your dog just stepped in ranch. Yeah, or yeah. The, or that. Combination. Which yeah, for cool my dog ranch. that is probably what happened. So yeah, Frito feet. 
or popcorn paws. <laughs> Cute. Less less gross than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. You know how like some people have toenails that <laughs> look like Fritos? I thought it was going to be like that. <laughs> Yellow and speckly. Yeah. And, and long and like curly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank, thanks, guys. Well, this episode is uh, about to end on the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. Uh, uh, Chris, you have one last yes. quiz segment for us? Yes. No, appropriately enough, it is a it is a word quiz. It All is right. a quiz about English language idioms. You're making a face, Karen. Is it, it's my you, own no face. Yeah, um. this, is, this, is, this is Karen's weak point. Don't worry. I bet you'll answer some of these. So again, I just uh, I started looking up sock facts, and then I totally got distracted. And I noticed that the word sock was used in many uh, English language idioms and many expressions. Oh. Um, and also like feet or foot, shoes even, too. Oh, yeah. um, so here is the quiz. Mm-hmm. I will give you guys the, the definition or the, the synonym, okay. and you give me the idiom. And, and all of these will contain either the word sock or shoe or feet or foot. Okay. So the, here is number one. To impress someone greatly. Karen. Oh, knock their socks off. Yes. Oh, All right. Is it knock or rock? Knock their socks okay. off. Okay. Yes. I don't want anything to do with that. Uh-oh. Um, oh, Dana? Never mind. I was going to say oh. shoe it away. No, <laughs> but no. If the shoe doesn't fit? No. Okay. Colin? Give it the boot? Oh, no. Oh, that's good. Like, I, that is not even something that I'm going to, I'm not going to mess with that. Oh. Colin? I'm putting my foot down. No. Oh, dang it. I'm, I'm not even going to get in there. I won't put my shoe in. Oh, my foot I, in. Colin? I don't want to step in that. No. What I'm thinking of is I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Oh. Oh, foot. Uh, like that. Foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. To see something from another point of view. Oh. Uh, Karen? Walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah. Or, or in step shoes. into someone's shoes or walk a mile in their yeah. shoes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. To get involved with something immediately and with enthusiasm. Oh. Dana. Is it jump in with both feet? Yeah, jump in or oh. dive in with both feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh shut up. Oh. Dana. Put a sock in it. Put a sock in uh, it. Yes, that's it. Alright. To be the cause of one's own misfortune. Uh, Colin? Tripping over your own feet? No. Mm-hmm. No. I was gonna say, well, you made your bed, now you have to lay <laughs> in it. One foot in the grave, one on a banana peel? Well, you know, maybe all of these are accurate. Um, I was thinking to shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's more yeah, yeah, right. common. Mm-hmm. To put something in a secure place. Oh. Colin. To sock it away. To sock yeah. something away. Yes. Sock it away. Uh, to say something <laughs> stupid. Dana? Foot in mouth. Foot in mouth. Uh. Yes. Let me have it. Colin. Sock it to me. Sock it yeah. to me. There we go. Uh, afraid to take action. Oh. Dana. Cold feet. Cold feet. Mm. Um, scared sockless. <laughs> scared sockless. Oh, I guess that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, the, cool. end. <laughs> Yay. the end. Yay. All right. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about stockings, about Frito feet, about <laughs> kickers and such and other cornucopia of foot-related 
stuff. Oh, is that a pun? Because there's corn on feet. Oh, gross oh. <laughs> pun. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to do something about diseases on oh, your feet. Yay. And then I was like, oh, this is going to get gross. But that may be why I said so many gross things. <laughs> <laughs> it's your outlet. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And check out our sponsor at squarespace.com slash goodjobbrain. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.